0: Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at UPMC.com slash CentralPAOrtho.
1: According to the CDC, 30 percent of black people are physically active outside of work, but all other racial and ethnic groups are in need of more physical activity. However, a local fitness program called Zumbalicious that adds a twist to traditional Zumba is fighting to make a difference in that area. Sandra Johnson and Cherise Crayer, founders of Zumbalicious, join us on the Spark today to discuss their program and the importance of health and wellness and sisterhood for women of color. Sandra and Cherise, thank you both so much for joining us today.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. So, Sandra, tell us about Zumba-licious and the dance and music styles that are included.
0: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you.
1: Tell us about Zumba-licious and the dance and music styles that are included in it.
0: Oh, um, well, actually, um, I'm here with my uh, co-founder, Sharice um, Grayer. She's my partner. Um, Zumba-licious actually started um, back in, like, 2012, Um, It all started from me loving, um, as a child, love to dance, you know, always was the, the, I guess, the center of attention. So that just, um, I guess that just grew with me, stuck with me. I loved dancing everywhere I went. So when I moved back home, because I was, I'm born and raised in Harrisburg, graduated in 1990, um, moved down to Virginia, went to HBCU school, Virginia University, graduated, um, worked in the workforce down there still went to like all the gyms and everything still kept active um, I was a high school um athlete So I was pretty active but um, you know as you get older, you know, you gain weight and things like that So um, I moved back home um, in 2003 and that's I think that was the year Zumba actually came to the forefront and like the Y gym had it as a um, a program so I just um loved it there, and then did it at, for five years, and then they was like, "Girl, go get your uh you know your license you know and teach it. I think you'll be great at it." so then I did that, um got my license, start teaching, and then my best friend was my first student and um so she I just tried out my moves on her, and then um she got her certification, and then she just you know one day was like, "Let's start a program." you know to cater to the inner city let's get a sponsorship you know we can do fitness for free to the you know the inner city of harrisburg cater to the allison Hill community center area um and we would do zumba for free and we had um classes from 100 people to 60 people um we we partnered with Capital blue to know your numbers um we would have events and people would take their blood and, you know, people that once came through our program lost like a hundred pounds. Um, a lifestyle change. We have some people that have our, our logo, ZZ4L, which is, you know, Zumba, Sisters for Life tattooed on them. So it was basically it was a, it was an area, you know, as Harrisburg demographically is all African-American and we kind of catered to at first, you know, African-American. And then as we grew, um, we just didn't want to turn anybody away, so we just accepted everybody. Everybody loved it. It was an, it was a new thing. You lost weight if you stayed with it, and I did hip hop. That's what me and Sharice actually you know we different from the regular Zumba. You know they do Latino, which we can do. We keep cert- our certification every month, up you know up to date with those types of um musics that we can do reggaeton and all that, but we cater to our audience, which is mainly African-American women. We have like two or three men following, but other than that, you know, they just embrace us and um, they lose the weight. No judgment zone. Our oldest person, 69 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we don't turn anybody away. We do stuff for the community. We have toys for tots for kids in December. Um, We try to do, um, Breast cancer, you know, awareness, events, um, give back to the community. We gave um, some toys Mm -hmm. to uh, a home, a family that caught fire. Um, I mean, I can go on and on and tell you about it, uh, but the foundation was me and my best friend. She really wanted to turn it into a program.
1: Yeah, I I want to hear about that from you, Cherise. Tell me a little bit about the meaning behind Zubalicious, if there is a meaning.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a there's a strong meaning behind Zoombalicious. Um, the first of all, like you just said, the sisterhood, um, the friendship, the um, the, uh, the fellowship is very important. Uh, when we started this off, you don't have to. You have to not only treat the the person, you have to treat the home. So we really, really encourage parents to bring their young ones because, as for me. Um, as a young person, I saw my mom and my aunties and everything working out, you know, when I was younger. Um, I wish that we could, I wish they would have still kept some of those things going and everything, but, um, it's very important to get that in the young people's mind when they're young at the earliest age, six months, three months, you know, I encourage it. We encourage bring the, bring the babies in the uh, car seats, bring the babies in the strollers and everything, because that's in, yeah, yep and that we um we embed that into the parents so we have a kids corner that we tell the parents there's no excuse for you not to work out because we either have somebody certified there to watch over them or you know if they're if they get tired working out with the mom they can bring their homework bring their tablets and there's really like no excuses we have parents that say oh I just want to come I don't want to have to deal with that you know I deal with the children I want to come and do something for myself and I let them know that you have to compromise because you're not you might not be able to come by yourself and that's just another excuse or a barrier for you not to come work out we're giving you a free zone you can come if that day you don't have the donation or whatever that's fine we 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 walk we talk to you about it um it's not a big deal it's a donation you know um just to keep us going and just to be able to buy a few things just to keep in-house for the for you know the participants and buy some snacks and things like that but our main goal is fellowship um i'm 51 sandy's 50 I'll be 52 um, coming up, Lord willing, this um, June and everything, so I can't ex- express enough how important it is to just keep moving as we get older. Um, that is just like a real strong passion, and it's really important that we get the youth and young people in in the beginning, like when they're young, like I said bring the strollers. There's no, there's no reason or anything. We graduated from this area. I I'm from Harrisburg high William Penn campus. Uh, We wanted to give back. Uh, Once I graduated, you know, I was in, I've I've been a servant of this community since the age of 14. You know, I I graduated, I started in government, working in recreation departments and stuff. So my background and passion is recreation, um, youth, um, we're just passionate about giving about giving uh
1: back, yeah really, and you mentioned really that. we're service
2: of the community
1: you mentioned giving back and you also mentioned one of the barriers to having um a healthy lifestyle for women of color. Can you mention some more uh barriers that that may exist?
2: Just getting there sometimes just to, do I, I tell you what the most barriers right now because we didn't i don't think. We had a lot, yeah, we didn't have, like Sandy said, we were working with 60 to 100 people at, at one particular time. <laughs> COVID came, um, different organizations, different programs, more funding came um, and came into the area, which other people were able to do different things also. So we, the love was being shared and everything. So COVID really is, COVID has been like a barrier. I would say before COVID, we really didn't have too much of a barrier. It's time. Time and time management. Yeah. Time and time self-care. management. Self care. Pe- trying to convince people to do self care.
1: Yeah. And Sandra, I know COVID 19 was a barrier for Zoom Belicious and the class sizes decreased during COVID. How did uh-huh. How did you survive through that?
0: Oh, we uh, we didn't do virtual or anything like that. We just told our, because, um, you know, even the gyms were uh down at the time, and people were trying to do their own thing online. And um, we just, we do reach out to our our community base, even like our regulars, you know. We do have regulars, and we just check up on them just to make sure they're intact, um, you know, that they're following what they're, you know, they're supposed to do and keeping consistent, even doing like, you know, because I work from home permanently. I'm like, if you're going to walk from home and sit from home, you know, put that watch on, go up and down the steps, Um, you know, people gain weight during COVID, and I'm like, you know, during your your shows that you're watching, during the commercials, you know, do five sit-ups or something, just keep, you know, moving, and then we used, our inbox blew up, when are you going to go virtual, when are you going to do this, but it just so happens, me and personal situations, we all got COVID in our family, so at that point, we were trying to get our strength back and things like that, so then when it opened back up, um, it, it kind of went back to maybe mid-size because, you know, people were still, um, you know, that barrier of COVID. We we had to make sure we had to take our temperatures, make sure, you know, if you had a cough or been around anybody, but then we'll have phone calls. Like, how do you keep people six feet away when you're working out? So it was a lot, you know. Then we had to get a COVID, you know, spray and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, it was a lot until we end up, you know, doing it in the summertime, which kind of our class grew just a little bit more because you were outdoors. So um, during COVID, like I said, we, as, you know, even at a gym, you don't have that instructor calling every member saying, hey, are you all right? That's the difference that we do. If we have built that relationship with those regulars, you know, that come and, you know, want to do it, we reach out to them you know we say hey what are you doing how are you doing you know i don't think you can get that from a gym you know so we 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 keep in touch with our participants let me say that and some of our participants come came to my 50th birthday party come to my family thing so um, it's, it's like a sisterhood foundation.
1: So Yeah. According to a recent article, Sandra, Zumba-licious has you know, kept a dedicated group of women coming back to dance time and time again. And earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that there are some attendees that have gone as far as getting a tattoo in honor of their commitment to the class that says ZZ4L, which stands for Zumba Sisters for Life. What makes people so passionate about this program to the point where they'll get a tattoo to show their loyalty?
0: Okay, um, it it, it was maybe like, well, two of us got, the first It was me and Sharice, and then it was like four of our girls. And a lot of people were like, you're crazy to get that. That's a program like that. Tattoo's permanent for life. But the ones that actually got it, you have to listen to their journey. One lost over a hundred something pounds. You know, she went to the Y and she was doing all that she could do. You know, to those, you know, different classes, even the classes. Sharice was actually working down there at one time, and she, you know, used our, you know, our routines. And she, you know, some people were like, okay, well, that's not the normal, like, you know. And then Sharice would say, well, we'll have we have classes, and they're like, oh, we want to come. So then they'll start coming to our classes outside of the Y. And, you know, some of our girls lost, like I say, 100, over 100 and something pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, even an older lady, you know, she know your numbers. She didn't know she was pre-diabetic. You know, she had to go to the hosp- hospital. You know, at that point in time, she'll tell you if it wasn't for Zoom malicious, she don't know she would be standing here to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, we just impact a lot of people. We don't broadcast it a lot. We let people do that for us. Um, but it got to the point that we, um, welcome these ladies with no judgment free zone. Um, we listen to their problems sometimes and we'll tell them, you, like I said, we call them, make sure they're on the nutritional, you know, you know, guide, right. And, you know, they lost pounds doing it. I'm on the journey with you. That's what we always say. We're on the journey with you. And then a lot of them, you know, cried about it, you know, fought, you know, for our program when the city, you know, almost you know expired our contract so we touched a lot of people in different ways but the majority of the ones that got us tatted their their stories are amazing they we we helped them in so much in so many ways not in just weight you know health home and everything so we appreciate that
1: Sandra, you talked about the city uh, contract that you had and the funding that you received at a particular time. Cherise, can you tell me a little more about that?
2: So um, the contract underneath of Sandy with the Zoom licious and uh, MoSelf program, uh, we started that, they hired Sandy to do some um what a did they call it? A dance card. Yes, we called it a dance card. They were going to go to different um, different playgrounds and things of that nature. We basically stayed home based at Reservoir Park. Um, it was a wonderful program. Um, funding, of course, uh, was uh, dwindling or for whatever reason, and the program was going to be basically um, cut. Once, the, once that happened, a lot of ladies got together and was like, we want you guys still to do it. Because Sandy and I were basically doing it, and again, not an issue about doing it for money fee or whatever, but it's still, you know, your time, time away from your family, gas, things of that nature goes into it. We don't just show up and it don't, some things just don't drop out the sky and it's a lot of weight, um, maintenance and wear and tear on your body and everything. So the ladies decided to do like, do donations. They decided to give us donations. And so well you guys can't just do this for free, long story short, um, the ladies still wanted to keep the program going and some of the males, like I said, I don't want to say it's just ladies, wanted the, us to keep the program going. They went downtown to try to fight for it. If you Google um, Zoom Malicious, um, you'll see all the feedback and everything. You can Google City Council, Zoom Malicious, and City Council. Uh, it, it should pop right up. And um, so we just we kept the program going after that without the city and without um a sponsorship mm-hmm. and everything. And like Sandy said, we don't care if it's one or two people, we're gonna we're gonna be there to work out and we always do our best to encourage the families is the home. Like we can't just have dad sitting at home not doing nothing and mom's coming trying to work out. You have to really treat the home, the the entire home. So Yeah. Yeah. We just Charisse- kept it going. We was like doesn't matter who, you know, what, whether we have the funding or not, we're going to keep it going.
1: Cherise, I wanted to ask you, I mean, you, you were talking about the importance of keeping it going, uh, partially because of the sisterhood that you've established with zumba Belicious. How important is sisterhood amongst women of color in today's society? And are there any barriers to having healthy sisterhood?
2: It is barriers. Um, there are barriers. Um, there's barriers, period. You're a woman, you know, women just have, sometimes we have conflict, we have disagreements, we have to, you get a bunch of women in, in one room, we all know there's going to be something at some particular time. <laughs> so it's important that we try our best to uplift each other and stay within that sisterhood. Um, if you're feeling some particular way, try to share that at the best way, and everybody try to be receptive of it. Um, amongst us, black women, uh, with history and everything, we have to do it. I think a little bit, we work. We have to work a little bit harder with that amongst ourselves, just because of history, um, and 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 historic and triggers and trauma and everything within our community. So sisterhood it's very important for us to try to really, really work on that um, and and stay focused on that within ourselves and uplift each other.
1: Yeah, Cherise, I have a sister, and I'm aware of that, the experience of having a sister is not always peachy, (laughs) but it's special. Mm -hmm. So how did the two of you build the sisterhood to, uh, you know, create such a powerful business within the city?
0: Um, This is Sandy. Uh, Well, I know, well, I have sisters of my own. Mm -hmm. I belong to um, Delta Sigma Theta sorority, so I have a sisterhood there. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two best friends, one sitting beside me. Um, Everything is not peachy. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't agree on everything, but we always focus on the outcome. Um, I just think if everything, and it's communication, Mm -hmm. you have to take time to look. Listen. You have to listen, you know, because somebody, you know, and I'm going to relate to Zumba-licious, like I misread somebody one day because she asked me to push her. You know, she's like, Sandy, I love the way you push me and I'm pushing her. You know, some people have bad days. So, you know, she had a bad day, you know, and I'm like, hey, you know, trying to push her. And, you know, i seen like the attitude coming. I'm like, okay, let me leave her alone, you know, It, it may be one of those days and then later on, you know, we addressed it and she was like, you know, I was having a bad day. And I was like, oh, I can tell, you know, but we don't say stop, you know, long. And I was like, long as you keep going, that's the point. Um, it's just like we just got to uplift each other. I even got the, we even got a program now. Um, that's under us right now. This new instructor for STEP, Tracy Lynn, she got um, certified in Hip Hop Extreme. Instead of just like dominating everybody, come do Zumba all the time, you know, we we'd say go do other things and other people's, you know, classes, but we got a new instructor on Tuesdays do Hip Hop Extreme STEP for under, under Zumba Licious at this point. At Boost Elementary School, so we encourage that too. It's a platform for any new instructor. Um, anybody can have a new business. Mm-hmm. Our our mayor that's sitting residing now, Mayor Wanda Williams, used our platform. You know, we were supporting her also. So we don't shy away. You know, if you got a business, come let let's hear about it. We like to uplift you, not you know pull you down. So you know, we just want to help. That that's the big thing. So. Um, and then I treat our females like sisters and our brothers like brothers, like a, a family. Like if you were my sister, I would treat you and do you just like I would treat my blood sisters. So.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I it's honestly been a pleasure speaking with both of you, Sandra and Sharice. Thank you both so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having having us. For having us.